We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good with it? It's the weekend. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Anora Boys in the building brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. The premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. If you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Let me show Notre Dame fans how I was looking right before we went live and I had to remember. Man, bro, bro. Uh, yes, sir. You know what I mean, yeah. left? Yes, sir. It's that time of the year. It's it's that life now, right now, left. You know That's what I mean? Right. It's maintenance, maintenance, <laughs> and uh, and keep brushing and keep the waves down, man. This is like what? Twelve hours of the day. It's really an all-day thing. You just get it really lost is. in it. It you really get is. lost in brushing it every you know every hour on the hour. <laughs> you start looking in the mirror a little bit more. Yo. You know? we- then you start it. doing stuff out of character. Every time you leave the house, you just put a little cologne on. No, wait put a, a minute. Put a little leave-in conditioner. <laughs> now, we know, like, we laugh, right? We've seen, you know, shower caps oh, in yeah. public. You know, shower oh, caps, the bonnets, you know. It's I mean, you really take, it's really a hair care treatment now. It's the, it's the whole package you go in there. So are you the do rag with the tires in the back, or are you like the stocking guy? Nowadays, everybody want to do the a wrap, uh, Taliban, you know, Tie double up, wrap up. turban yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm I'm the classic do rag, do rag roll the back up, mm. like Bron. Bron rock the do rag, old school ninety nine cent do rag, and then roll it up in the back. That's the look. Right, right. See me. The first time my father taught me how to put waves in my head. He cut my That's head a real short. special moment now. Yeah, man. He cut my hair short. <laughs> Listen, man. Now, the grease he used was real thick, right? Because it was the grease he... It was similar grease to what he used to use. Oh, yeah. So that thing was like car oil grease. Man, dude. It was like... You didn't need that much. I never yeah, forget. We're in, the, we're in the bathroom. He took a hot towel... Put the grease in my hair, took the hot towel, steamed my hair, started brushing it, and I started seeing the waves come in. 
Oh yeah. And I'm like, yo. And he's like, son, you got, he's like, you got to do this. It give you a different feeling now, cause you're like, wait a minute. He's like, I didn't you even know my this. hair can do something like that. That's right. what it is. He's like, you got to do this at least twice a day. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, yo. He's like, I got to go get you a stocking cap. I'm like, a stocking cap. My pops went and got a pair of my mom's stockings. That's right. Cut the stockings. And that was my first stocking cap, bro. Ooh, yeah. That was my first stocking. My mom was kicked off, you know, because she didn't like, you know, her stockings being. We cut had to up. get innovative, man. But Come on, hold on now. We had to. <laughs> we 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 thought we was we was on to something when we when we had looked at it in the closet. We was like, wait a minute, if I just tie it and then oh, we got something. Man, man. You should be happy for ingenuity these days, you know. Man, my boy Greg said he still got a can at Murray's is thick. See, it went from Murray's, then uh, Sporting Ways became the thing, right? Because the grease was a little thinner. And now they have these 360-style formulas and all that stuff. Man, that is incredible. But just to see how far the products have come, but you're still rocking the do-rag or the, or the stocking cap. That has never changed. It is what it is, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So the countdown was going, and I had to take a double look like, oh, snap, wait a minute, let me. 
That's right. That's right. You just gotta get, it gotta tighten up real quick. Get right. 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 Well, Apple Podcasts and Spotify audio edibles each and every day. CFB Nation presented by Twisted, Twisted Tea. Yeah. Hey. Let's get more harmonized now. Yeah, it is. It is. And we're getting the timing <laughs> down too, bro. Time it down too. It almost sounds like a nice doorbell ring. You yeah. know, somebody come up on your doorbell, hit you that Twisted Tea. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. It's a lot going on in the Notre Dame uh, ecosphere right now. You got all the returning quarterbacks returning. Quarterbacks said they just can't get enough in Notre Dame. They done went and sought out yonder and said, I need to come on home. What did they say? When the, the chickens come to roost? I think that's what it is. It's, it's ironic that they're both. Drew come back just for the vibes. Drew said, I just want to come back, get that last couple of school in, get my mm. network pumping, and we straight. I don't need the Arizona State education. Mm-hmm. Let me come on home. And Buckner's like, look, I still got some athleticism in me. Football may not be it, but hey, Notre Dame said they got something for me. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, I think it's rare to see something like that. Probably the first in transfer portal history that both quarterbacks that were let go the year before get a chance to come back. Usually they don't get a chance to come back, you know. So... Marcus Freeman is uh making making uh dreams come true every which way. Man, it is interesting because I I dropped this tidbit. I actually was on the phone with somebody before we we're doing the show, and uh, got a little intel. You know, practices today, left bowl practice. Is that a bowl ready. practice incident? Bowl practices today. They have uh, recruits watching the practice. And, uh, huh. And this, you know, may, I might be stirring the pot. So I'm not going to get full details. But I'll just say there's a certain, there's a certain quarterback. In the practice, there's a certain quarterback in the practice, and he's spinning it different. I'll leave it at that. A certain quarterback that is at his very first practice at Notre Dame. Uh Oh, yeah, drop too much info, Sean. Oh, oh, I, you know, I'm not dropping names. I, you know, I don't want to stir the pot. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know. You sound like Tasha K now. It's, hey, no, 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 no. Come on now. Come on now. Dude, let me not, tell not you. Tasha K. <laughs> I, my wife watched, she had never seen Tasha K. She just watched Tasha K for the first time last week. And, dude, her mouth was wide open for like at least the first 10 minutes. Just crazy, huh? <laughs> she was like, what did I can't I believe I can't believe people actually watch this. And I'm like, yo. Yeah. Need to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this episode, she actually snapped on her producer because she didn't put a photo up. 
Yeah. She's just a poor man's Wendy Williams. That's yeah, all. Yeah, she sent her, and it was it was like, oh my god, man. But the my, oh, my introduction, my introduction to Tasha K was when she introduced uh, Sean Stockman's uh, Sean Stockman from um, Boys to Men. She, uh, she interviewed her longtime his longtime mistress. Mm. And I was like, yo, this is wild. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> That's what it is. It's just like, why are you going uncovering the uncoverable, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left, I got something special for you, bro. Okay. I want to get your feedback, man, because we're talking transfer portal. If you have your get to the bag questions, we're going to do a lot of get to the bag questions, guys. This is your show today. We're here for you. It's a Saturday. Whatever question you have, make sure you tap, type in GTB in front of it, and we'll get to the bag the second half of the show, man. We look forward to you guys hitting us with your questions. The poll question of the day is still up over at YouTube, and we'll ask you guys right here. I kind of brought it up the other night, but Left is here, so I want his input on it. Does Riley Leonard need to be the best player on Notre Dame's team in 2024 for Notre Dame? To See, I'm glad we're talking about this. I'm glad we're talking about this. To make the college football playoffs and advance in the playoffs, does Riley Leonard need to be the best player on the Fighting Irish in 2000? I want people to know, once again, we have another year where a quarterback threw for under 3,000 yards. Now, I'm not saying that that's, uh, it's been a common denominator, but what we've seen so far is that Sam had his, in some debatable opinion, his worst year of his career at Notre Dame. Mm. Sam went from damn near 4,500 yards his junior year. Senior year, it was like 37, and this year is 26. Mm-hmm. With 25 touchdowns? Now, this is a guy that has the resume that's good enough to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. And his best school he does his worst year at? Now, if Raleigh Leonard only threw for 20, what, 29 at best in his Duke career? You telling me he's going to have a better career than 2,600 yards and 25 touchdowns that Sam Hartman put up? Because if we're talking about big boy Jack now, and half the time, under Tommy's tutelage, I don't think people have realized that Jack Cone threw for 3,100 yards and, and 30-something, had a, a count, what, counted for 30-something touchdowns. Mm-hmm. At 70-something or 60-something plus completion. That was Jack Cone half the time. Yeah. So... It's a mixed bag of production. You got a guy that's super decorated, comes in and has one of his worst years of his career. And you're bringing in a guy who hasn't had his best year yet, but it's too much unknown. But we know one thing when it comes to the offense, the quarterback's impact is either about efficiency or we got to find a way to make a bigger impact where it shows in the games that we win. Because we win games... But it isn't because of the quarterback. I think we have to start winning games with the quarterback to make a difference in the long run. Left, I don't know if you watch. I'll get to this, but I want to talk about the genius of Nick Saban. 
And I watched this show on the SEC network called uh, Read and React with Cole Kublik and Roman Harper. And they do a fabulous job of breaking down. Roman Harper's a good, yeah, good player. Yeah. He does a great job of breaking down film. But what you just said is really important. And it's really what is going to be the makeup of this team. Because I don't think there is a wrong answer. I think the 2024 Notre Dame team can be really good, regardless of whether or not CJ Carr is the, I mean, not CJ Carr, man, I'm looking into the future. Regardless of whether or not Riley Leonard is the best player on the team. So it's going to be important, especially early on in the season with a young offensive line, in my opinion, left that Riley Leonard carried Notre Dame in the passing game, especially with veteran wide receivers coming in and allow that young offensive line to find its way, get into his groove, and then the running game can take over. Yeah. I mean, that would be most ideal is to get started with the pass and finish with the run. Let Jeremiah Love work out in the second half of games because we're trying to seal the deal, right? Mm-hmm. That would be my opinion because at the end of the day, starting with the run usually doesn't get the quarterback warm when you need him in close situations. Yeah. You can't ask a guy to just turn it on third quarter after you done did four or five three and outs due to run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, screen, pass, right? So there has to be an attention on play calling specifically in-game to find flow for your quarterback, especially with an unfinished product like Riley. I would treat it differently than Sam because Sam, with his 50-game-plus experience, I'm going to need him to turn it on when I need him. For a guy like Riley who needs to be supported a little bit more because we don't know what we really have, you're going to have to put the ball through him. It's like basketball. You got a top five player in the country, five-star on your team, freshman. You don't know what he can do at that level, but if he's a point guard, the ball runs through him. Good example is Darius Acuff out there in Detroit, out there in IMG. Mm-hmm. Put the ball in his hands and, and let the talent go through. I even related to your Bulls. Look at Kobe White. Kobe White turning up now. Yeah. Because he was given uh, his chance. But he also supported, you know. It's, no, it's, his chance, his chance came when that bum got injured. <laughs> Don't call it no bum. Yeah, the worst max contract in the NBA. That's what it is. AKA the bum. AKA Zach Levine. Why he gotta be a bum? Because they want to pay him all the money. Because he is a bum. You didn't see that fifty point performance in the for the play in? That's what they're paying for. Do you know how many people have scored? LeBradford Smith put up thirty nine on the Bulls back in the day, bro. What are we talking about? Exactly. (laughs) You don't even know who LeBradford Smith is. That's my point. That's my point exactly. 
But all I'm saying point, is, all point, I'm saying is, sticking with kids <laughs> and allowing them to develop. I understand. We got to We got to develop Riley Leonard. He's not a Sam where you just think that okay, he's ready to go. Riley's got to be a guy that we know exactly what he's good at, what he's not good at, and we have to, especially if he's not a proven passer, find a way to activate that side of the ball in order to expand the offense. Because if we don't, then there's what's the difference between last year and this year? That's a very viable question, man. I, I don't have a problem with that question being asked. I don't have a problem with discussing it. But I just think this, I want to point this out, Left, because this is an interesting discussion. Uh, RJ Young, who is a Oklahoma fanatic, never thinks Oklahoma does anything wrong. All right, college football on Fox at RJ underscore young on x twitter he put this up last night and i had to retweet it and kind of correct him because it was misleading he said number three first of all he's a hater of texas so he, he types number three texas made the college football playoff with the 119th ranked scoring offense in the country then he said there are 130 teams in this sport then he said, number two, Washington made the college football playoff with the 100th ranked Russian offense in the country. There are 130 teams in the sport. See, this is the problem with that tweet. It's misleading because he's trying to make it seem like, you know, you don't have to have this super powerful offense to make it to the playoff and you don't have to run the ball to make it to the playoff. And my counter to him was, yeah, but Washington ran the ball very effectively in every big game they had. Effectively. Not volume not Say because it again, it's the left. strength of our team effectively effectively and and that doesn't mean 20 carries necessarily it may mean fourth quarter game on the line fourth and five we in that gray area or third and five we in that gray area we hand it off because they they know they're expecting some sort of pass the unfortunate thing is is that every team knows that defending Riley Leonard isn't the strength of the pass. Mm-hmm. Where last year, we, we, we felt good going into the season because we said, listen, we got a threat passing from the quarterback position and the potential of that receiver room, and we know we can run. This year, we know we can run, but do we know we can get it to him? And I think defenses are going to test that early to see if Riley Leonard, because, I mean, really we're going back into the teams playing us with the loaded box and man mm-hmm. on the outside. That's that's what I would do. That's what I would do for a guy that hadn't thrown over 3,000 yards in his career. That's exactly what I would do. So when it comes to offense, what's going to be the identity? Because right now I don't think we're going to open up five wide. We were saying we might not even put a tight end in last year. Mm-hmm. Now we end up putting a tight end in every time, but – it was potential because of what the, the accolades said to Sam. We put in three tight ends with Riley Leonard, because why not? I haven't seen Riley Leonard push the ball down the field on no dynamic type of plays. So I do think it'll be physical for sure. Everybody's going to be lowering the shoulder in the backfield. Quarterback, running back, backups. But when teams are stout up front, what's our answer? That's the question of the year right now. Mm. 
when teams are stout, when that front seven is, it, it may not have, it don't have to be better, but it's a limiting front seven. That's all it would take. A limiting front seven. They 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 may give up some big plays here and there, but they're 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 going to knock us off the average. What's going to be our answer? And we've seen that this year when we've been a a a, a hints slow behind in the running game, just a tick, mm-hmm. a tick off the average. We we're struggling in games to score points. So where so where is the explosiveness going to come from in our offense if we can't throw the ball better than what we did last year? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So we're talking about effectiveness, right? So what you're saying is because Notre Dame points per game is pretty solid. What you want to see is uh, how we get to those points per game in a different way, in a more efficient or explosive way in 2024 in comparison to kind of like being the hammer. Because we already, we already, we don't have Aldrich. So that whole hammer and nail, four or five yards of carry, we don't know if Jeremiah Love is going to be the same style of back in that way. Mm-hmm. We know he can be explosive where he can hit for, you know, 15, 20 on potential plays. But when you're losing that constant in the Audrey estimate, mm-hmm. and you're losing that constant as a as a passing threat, we're talking about threat. Riley Leonard's scouting report doesn't say passing threat on it at all. They may say, you know, strong arm and he can make some throws, but it's not a threat. Where is the threat going to come from? Because at some point, we ain't going to be the biggest and baddest on the field, which is why I think Michigan is going to get blown out. Because if you're going to go in there and Mm. preach physicality, come on, man. That's a one-trick pony. So what you're saying is – in big games, good teams and good coaching staff are going to force you to beat them by taking away what you do the best. Every yes, early if the team game. can take away. Now, obviously, regular season, I don't think too many teams are going to take away anything. Mm-hmm. 
But we'll have some struggles. But I think in the playoffs, teams will be able to take some things away or, or make us have to play a little bit different. And that's where, like I said about Riley, that his evaluation isn't going to come. A true evaluation is going to come through the season. It's yeah. going to come through the playoffs. Looking at our schedule right now, it don't matter who's back there. We can win some games being very conventional. Yeah. But when teams start limiting us, just like Louisville was limiting a little bit of the run game second half, we went so flat that it was almost as if they done figured out our whole game plan. A Louisville team whose defense gave up all them yards and points to Florida State with a backup, backup, backup. So I'm just trying to get down and feel confident about what are we even bringing in to move forward? It just looks like we're just collecting talent. Because if I'm Riley Leonard, I'm asking questions. So Sam Hartman, a 12,000 passer, 50 plus games started, 100 plus touchdowns, top five in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How does he have 24 touchdowns and 2,600 yards? This ain't his freshman year. How does he – what in the offense helped Sam? Because if anything, you brought Sam in to not have Ian Book numbers. Sam Hartman literally had an Ian Book year. So is is it a system thing? Yo, you know what's so funny to me, Les? Like I see people in the con- – hey, man. You con- I want you all to realize how much you contradict yourself, right? Uh, let me say this first. And we had this conversation surrounding that Cam Newton stuff and what he posted on Friday yesterday on the recruiting hour. It kind of spills over to, like, what you're talking about right now. First of all, you don't have to agree with everything Malik is saying. But then to say, like, Malik is talking like – no, Malik is talking like he has developed quarterbacks at the high school level he's been an OC at the high school level and he's played the position at Notre Dame like who else can tell you nobody none of us know what it feels like walking down that tunnel as a starter and what Riley Leonard's about to go through because it ain't the same no I'm just we just we're just putting and it don't so even got like, nothing to do with experience. It's, 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 it's just it's, all the, it's, it's, left, let me finish, because this is my frustration, dude. Because people need humility in life, left. There are people, and if I'm starting a business, I'm going to go talk to somebody that's successful in business, that's done it. That's right. I don't want to hear from somebody that doesn't have a business. It's this whole thing where people feel like, you know, my opinion or my thoughts matter just the same. It depends on what you're talking about. Because if, if you haven't, my opinion on playing the quarterback position is not as valuable as my co-host. It's not. And I'm okay admitting that. I don't have insecurity. I can admit that. So when it's time to talk quarterback stuff, I shut the heck up on this show. I shut up. I let left roll. Me and left have debates all the time. I disagree disagree with what he says all the time concerning quarterbacks. NFL, college, development, all of that. 
Yeah, y'all probably still like Josh Allen out there. But his opinion holds more weight. And I listen and lend myself to it to be able to learn or get another point of view because he's done it. And this is what social media has done to society. It has made everybody feel like it's an even playing field across the board on every topic. Like what I have to say about any topic is just as equal to what Dr. Dre. I'm talking music, and my opinion is just as valuable as Dr. Dre. Yeah. Who has produced and won Grammys. And, dude, it's not. And it's okay for someone else's thoughts to have a higher value. Doesn't mean that your opinion doesn't matter. But, yo, this dude has a unique experience on what this other dude is walking into, right? So I saw somebody in the chat mention, like, yo, other guys have made the one-year transition and been able to be successful, right? This is where the contradiction comes in because these are some of the same people all year that have dogged Jared Parker. Dogged Jared Parker, but you bring up the name Jalen Hurts, and Baker Mayfield. Is Lincoln Riley on this staff? Because that's a huge contradiction. Now all of a sudden, y'all just love, y'all just trust Jared Parker fully to develop and get the best out of Riley Leonard. Yeah, it's really not fair. It's really not fair. Them all year. You dogged them all year. You wanted them fired. This, this is the funny thing. You won them fired. You won them fired, them all yep. year. But now you got full, full faith in the fact that he's going to cause this one-year transformation similar to Jalen Hurts, similar to Baker Mayfield for Riley Leonard. I mean, he literally gave Sam Hartman the opposite career. By the way, were we wrong about Sam Hartman in the preseason? Were we wrong about saying that he's just a he's no. just another guy? He's not no. the savior. He's not going to be the Heisman answer for us, but he can be a good compliment. Did we not say that already? No, we do. I mean, so it's but and people dogged us then. Oh, he's fifty games started. He's done twelve thousand yards. I said, listen, the talent, the talent, guys. Mm-hmm. The because t- what happened? What did I say? What happened? When it comes down to it, and when you need a play, are you confident? That the game on the line, season right. line versus Ohio State. Right. That we're going to go to Sam Hartman? Nobody was thinking that. Right. But somehow Sam Hartman was the answer. He's an all-be-all, see-all, do-all. Yeah. But we handed the ball off to Aldrich the whole game, last drive. The drive we scored to go up, right. it must have been, what, 10 or 12 plays? 80% of it was run? That's what you brought a high-value transfer in for? Right. To run most of the time in big significant games. See, so so it wasn't just me thinking it. Clearly the coaching staff felt the same way. Yeah. And this goes back to us recruiting on a level where are we doing it because the names are there and the and it's the top pick, or are we doing it to fit and better our system? Yeah. And, and fitting it- and bettering our system is more premium than just getting the hottest name in the portal. And how much, as I said before, unfortunately, 
whatever Chris Johns ran at Duke. Notre Dame is only going to take certain aspects of that. that yeah, we're not going to adopt his whole We're about, about to adapt his entire system. Yeah, that's, like what that's is that? not how college football works. Oh, right? Wow. And once again, it's not moving the goalposts. It's called having nuanced conversation. And as stubborn as we are, and as stubborn as we are, we're not changing. No, and the matter of the fact is, once again, Jared Parker has, regardless of whether or not he handpicked Riley Leonard, he has no track record of developing quarterbacks. None. You think it would be easier with all these one-year guys every year? Just a new one-year, new one-year, new one-year. And then on top of that, so how are you getting accustomed to building your own offense and then addressing the teams, you're, the guys you're developing? What are you exactly. telling Kenny Minchie and Steve Angeli in that room? All right, we're going to look at some Duke tape. Last year, we was looking at some Wake Forest tape. Absolutely. We, we, we If I'm Kenny Minchie, I'm like, wait a minute. How am I ever going to get ready to start when you're switching things up every year? What yeah. is Jared Parker's identity then? Yeah. How can I help this team if we're doing something from Duke one year, something from Wake Forest another year? And even with that, we didn't give Sam Hart the, Sam Hartman the slow mesh concept. That's what he built his career off of. We didn't even put it in for him. So I mean, it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> you bring in Chris Mitchell in, who has seventy-seven receptions last year. That's more than anything the receivers have done in our room in the last two years. Did Absolutely. you tell Chris Mitchell that the last? Eight, nine receivers we've had in the room the last two years hadn't had a combination of 77 mm. catches. So you coming into a situation where we're not even used to giving out the ball like that. Mm. Do you know what you're getting into? <laughs> like, these are real. Like, what are we doing? Because it's, it looks good to say we're bringing in a top reception last year, a bunch of production and all of this. But if you look at the stats of transfers that have came in at receiver, the stats yeah. of transfers that came in at quarterback, we haven't – we might as well – we would have been better off because I don't think anybody in the chat can say different. What you, do you what think you Steve Angeli could have got – do you think Steve Angeli could have got 2,600 yards and 24 touchdowns last year? I don't know. I, I would be interested in Notre Dame fans and how they view – did you guys view Ben Skaronic as a successful Notre Dame transfer? Steve Angeli could have got 2,600 yards, 25 touchdowns, and eight rushing touchdowns last year. Because if he can't do that, then what is Steve Angeli good for? Under 1,000? See, this is perspective, man, because the depth in the wide receiver room, like if we say – we see the stats and production that Chris Mitchell. Uh, Chris Mitchell was probably the most productive out of the transfer to the wide receiver room, right? In a while, yeah. I mean, okay. Do you think realistically he'll have the same amount of production next year at Notre Dame that he had at Florida International? No. He just. It just. It's just not. When we okay, got too much talent. Does that mean? Does that mean that he was not? a solid transfer then no he can be a solid transfer if we use him or productive shall i say or productive for he us. can see no okay that's another question production is a whole nother question because we haven't seen riley leonard 
fought like his first year would be the the best example of what it would look like at Notre Dame because it's his first year getting chemistry with the guys at receiver, getting down to offense, you know, learning the mistakes and this and that. That's a clear depiction of taking his year two at Duke and using it as a year one example for Notre Dame. So I'm looking at year one Duke Riley Leonard as a closer correlation to year one at Notre Dame than I am year two of Duke. Okay. Where he's had his best year. Because if we take him best years, Sam Hartman's best year was two years before the year we after, after we took him. So, so the, the impact of these wide receivers won't be so much that's in numbers as it is how they fit or big plays. If we go run play action like we have been successful with at times, like uh-huh. you'll start to see a development in which it goes down to Riley. Is Riley Leonard a, a down the field, big explosive passer? That's not what he built his career off of. But if that's where we're headed, just do you trust him to be able to do that consistently through the year? Because we don't have an Aldrich. As much as we love Jeremiah Love and Jadarian, we don't have an Aldrich where I feel like they just got comfortable handing it to him and him falling forward. So with a younger offensive line and, and we're not having two first-round tackles, there's a lot of questions. I think more questions this year than last year. Yeah. Just more questions on how does it fit, how does it work, what's the direction? Because what are you building off of from last year? Yeah. You lost your running back, your starting quarterback, and a whole bunch of receivers and your receiver coach. Two offensive tackles that are NFL bound. You lose uh, a guard to the transfer portal. or oh, no, center, Zeke Crow, right? Mm-hmm. Zeke went to transfer, so you lose three starting linemen, your starting quarterback, your starting running back, two receivers to the transfer portal. You got a brand new offense. The only foundation, if I'm Jared Parker and I'm thinking about the program, is Steve Angeli. Steve Angeli is the closest semblance to having a depth of knowledge about the offense, unless we just like I said, go total overdrive and just do everything differently. But Steve Angeli would be the one I would build off of from a knowledge base. But if everything is all even, bringing in Riley Leonard, we should see a different direction with Notre Dame. It's just using Riley Leonard as that direction. I mean, he doesn't come across as the answer to what we've been missing on a passing level. Is he more athletic? Yeah. Can he do some more things to create plays? Sure. Is he gonna is he the type of playmaker like a Lamar Jackson or these elite playmakers that are game changing athletic plays? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But no. regardless, he'll be able to win games because of mm-hmm. the team we got. It's just about the clutch moments. I, can I read something to you, Left? This goes back to I, why I yield to you when it comes to quarterback play. And one of the things you brought up that I think people, I hope people kind of 
downloaded and you gave your first assessment of Robbie Leonard and you asked about you know his accuracy and you said yo when I watch Riley Leonard part of the problem is he's athletic and one of the biggest issues with athletic quarterbacks is footwork that's one of the hardest things to hone in on for athletic quarterbacks is your footwork in the pocket and being consistent in your dropbacks which causes you to be more accurate once you become consistent in your dropback. Yeah, so I want to read to you. I want to read to you something that was sent to me when I asked a couple of guys up that scout about Riley Leonard, and I said, "Yo, what does he need to work on?" This is like the arm strength is not elite arm strength, but it can get better. Which goes to his passes down the field, not being as active. His composure in tight spaces and pockets is inconsistent, struggles with maintaining good footwork when the pocket is congested. I mean, that's a lot, right? Frantic feet and kind of gets his shoulders out of alignment, causing his uh, throws to be endless. But you got to think that happens because he's trying to do everything. When you're winning. So is that from the concept of having to feel like he had to do everything from at Duke? Well, he just had to do everything from the perspective of he's the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. So now you're putting the guy in a position where he's not necessarily the best player on the team. Are you breaking up a little bit right now? Lucky Lefty podcast. Can you can you oh. count on him to be that as a player? Can Riley Leonard accept? Okay, I don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. I got Jeremiah Love in the backfield. I got mm-hmm. Chris Mitchell on the outside. If you he watch can a learn, lot of he can, he can games, learn that. Can he learn that during the spring? You got to think a quarterback's a very ego type of game. So mm-hmm. you're in a situation where. He's so used to having to win it and putting a team on his back. And, and it, it, when you're around other good players, that doesn't always necessarily work. And so that adjustment only happens in the game because that's when it's real. It's one thing to be at practice. Oh, yeah, catch this. I'm going to try some things. You know, da-da. In the game, he's only going to be who he is or who he's been in college football. And that's give me the ball and I'm going to go do it. Now, that's what we need at Notre Dame, in my opinion, at the quarterback position, somebody that's going to take reign of the, the position, like I wish Sam would have did a better job of. But it goes back to the system. Sam Hartman, in my opinion, and a lot of times in the games, he couldn't catch a rhythm because, one, we're not giving him enough to, to deal with. It's more like the role player on the bronze team. You're not going to get a lot of touches, but when he kicks it out to you, you better make it. It ain't no missing, you know, missing a bunch of LeBron. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing with Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's like, well, shoot, we run most of the time. I'm used to throwing. But then they turn around on big downs and say, make this completion. I got to warm up on the sideline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, my eyes and feet ain't, ain't the same because I'm so used to read option and handing off. And so – it's definitely a rhythm thing that I think Jared Parker has to figure out as a play caller, but we'll, we'll get to it.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.